are listening to Farm and Fiddle, the podcast that celebrates and explores rural life for today and tomorrow. Every week since June 1999, we have brought you the best voices in sustainable agriculture to the radio airwaves on Mid-Missouri's KOPN 89.5 FM. This is Rhett Hartman. I'm Margot McMillan. Good evening, Columbia. This is 89.5 KOP. Margo, how are you doing? I am doing great, Red. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, it's really exciting to have Karen Grindler here from uh, Cedar Creek Therapeutic Riding. And it's been a couple of years yeah. since we've had you. And I think so. You're always one of our favorites. So it's really... I'm always happy to be up at KOPN. I'm a, I'm a member of KOPN, and I have been since 1977. Yay, you. Wow. Okay. That's great. So, shall we just plunge in and talk about Cedar Creek? Yeah. um, So, Cedar Creek Therapeutic Riding Center is getting ready to celebrate 30 years. Okay, that's insane. Feeling kind of old when I say it. Can't be right. It is right. (laughs) 30 years of Mid-Missouri Equine Therapy. We started in 1988 with. uh, we had 12 riders and four horses wow. back then, and a group of about 15 volunteers and people that were interested in making it happen. And this past summer, we did uh, 96 riders a week with the help of 20 therapy horses mm. and about 175 volunteers. So it has grown wow. to an incredible program in the past 30 years, and it's because of the volunteers in the community really it's because of the people who come out and help to make it happen that i think we have been such a success um you know you could never pay as many people as it would take to run a program like that because for every one person that we put on a horse we need anywhere from one to four volunteers possibly you know someone to lead the horse someone to walk on either side of the rider maybe a back rider um and if you had to pay all those people it would be quite costly Mm -hmm. so the volunteers are the lifeblood of cedar creek is you know in 30 years we have had some incredible people in this community be a part of our program whether they were volunteers whether they were instructors because cedar creek's already got a lot of joyful people out there they're a part of it Mm -hmm. um you know some of the people, I, I, some of the people that are instructors out there. For example, Sarah Smith started volunteering when she was a 15-year-old kid, oh. and uh, and then went on to become an instructor at Cedar Creek. And now she comes with her children to Cedar Creek, and they she wears them in a backpack. Um, we have you know over at the university, the Kappa Kappa Gamma women, they are we're their philanthropy, yeah. and so I have met so many incredible girls through that sorority in the past five to ten years that you know and watch them go on with their careers and then they make donations so we you know just people who have ever heard about cedar creek and said to themselves oh i should volunteer out there but not this year maybe next year come out 
come out and see the facility, see the love that the horses have for their riders and the riders have for their horses, see the joy of our staff, the diversity that we have out there. And then I guarantee you'll be hooked and you'll definitely want to be a volunteer. And volunteers commit to two hours a week usually. You don't have to have horse experience. Of course, it's absolutely fantastic and great and we love you when you do. But if you don't, we'll use you as a sidewalker. You can help our riders maintain balance or give them confidence while they ride. And we love to train people how to to lead horses at Cedar Creek. It's one of the things, you know, in the teenage girls in the summertime especially, you know, their moms, they all want a horse. And their moms are like, you know, they want a horse, but I'm wondering if volunteering with the horses, if they'll still want a horse when they see how much work it is, you know, what the dedication is. Of course, by the end of the summer, they all really want a horse then. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity at Cedar Creek to learn about horses Mm -hmm. and to to learn how to lead one because they're really well-schooled and gentle. Mm -hmm. How many horses do you have now? We have 20 right now, 20 program horses. Three of them are still in training. Uh Uh, they're not necessarily in the program yet. And we've got a, one that's a little bit overweight that we're working right now. Um, Does it take special training? Uh, training? Yeah, it's a three-month training program. we got to make ah. sure that they're used to balls and hula hoops. And, you know, ah. we do a lot of games. We throw things. We knock things over mm-hmm. at Cedar Creek. So we do have a training. They have to get used to the barrels, mounting ramps. Yeah. Uh, many of our riders, one of the things that we had to purchase this year was a new lift. Uh, we had a sure hands lift that we can take a person out of a wheelchair and a sling, lift them up into the air above the horse, uh, bring them down and put them gently into the saddle. Mm. And we had one for about 15 years. The Christopher Reeves Paralysis Foundation had bought that for us. Wow. Many, we were the very first uh, therapeutic riding center in the nation to receive wow. money from Christopher Reeves. Wow. And uh, it broke finally. So we got a new one this year, wow. but they're extremely expensive. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I got to meet I got to meet his wife. Actually. Really, I just had to throw that little starstruck <laughs> moment came yeah. up. And you know what she said to me? They the second time they gave us funding was to buy a horse, oh. and his name was Clyde. And um, I I stood in a line to thank uh, her for the funding, mm-hmm. and she turned and I said, I'm, "My name is Karen Grindler. I'm with Cedar Creek," and she just turned to me and said, "Well, how's Clyde?" Oh, she knew. She knew the name she, of the horse. And they wow. have $2 million worth of money they distribute. Wow. And she said, well, I remembered yours in particular because it was a horse and that was Chris's downfall. Oh. She said, but I knew that that horses can help people in so many other oh. ways. So we wanted to fund you. Oh, and I was like, what a wonderful woman. That is great. But anyways, why do you know yeah. some great stories from the summer? Should I oh, like yeah. fill you in on what's wow. going? We're doing a group of veterans right now uh, out at Cedar oh, Creek from the yeah. VA hospital. We just finished up. We just finished our summer session this past Saturday. Wow. And um, just a wonderful group of guys and a woman. Uh, who was a really good rider. She must have ridden in the past because she was really great on the horse. She immediately fired her leaders and sidewalkers and didn't need (laughs) help at all. She was having a lot of fun on the horse. Uh, We had uh, one of our riders was paralyzed from the waist down, and it was his first time to ever be on a horse. And he was extremely nervous at first. you know, as you should be, if you think to yourself, I'm riding on a huge horse and I'm paralyzed from yeah, the waist yeah, down. Yeah, what yeah. am I doing? Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And he was afraid to trot. Um, each trot? week we tried to t- trot, the, okay. trot the horse. He was afraid to go that fast. He was afraid he'd fall, which is understandable. Sure, but, yeah, you're high but, up uh, there. Yeah. We kind of knew that when he went to trot, he'd probably do just fine. He had a strong upper, upper body, mm-hmm. and his lower body was, you know, glued to the horse, uh, you know, effectively, so to speak. So finally, the second to the last week, we talked him into trying it. And, of course, he had the most beautiful trot. He did not uh, leave the saddle. It uh, looked incredible. And had a smile on his face ear to ear and just enjoyed. And then the last week, he is five minutes into riding, was, are, are we going to trot? Because he wanted us to know he wasn't afraid anymore. Um, but the, the last week when he was getting ready to get off the horse, I asked him to tell me something that riding had done for him. You know, this mm. was his first time. Yeah. And I said, did you notice anything different? And he said, "I since I... Um, lost the feeling in my legs i have phantom pains shooting pains in my legs where i can't feel but it feels in my brain like i have shooting pain i didn't have that at all when i was riding and it was just so incredible uh to think that he had at least one hour a week Uh where he was able to just relax sit and enjoy himself and not have these shooting pains which not only are hard to have but a reminder yeah every day of what happened Mm -hmm. and uh so he was a great guy. We all really enjoyed working with him. He came with his girlfriend and his child, and they were a lot of fun. We had another guy wow. who came out this summer, and he's also a professor at the university. Um, and he uh, has lost his left leg right below the hip, uh, right at the top of the leg, and his right leg right right above the knee. And he has a prosthesis on the right leg. And... Uh, so we had to use the lift to lift him up to put him down on the horse. Oh. Got him on the horse the first day, and of course the first question we always ask is, hey, you know, have you ever ridden before?" And he said, "Yes, I used to do steeplechase." Wow, steeplechase is like galloping across yeah. the land oh and, and going over obstacles. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> not like you're in, a, in an organized <laughs> yeah. arena yeah. with you know fake jumps. It's right. the real deal. It's ditches yeah. and log piles. Oh my god! And it's some real riding. <laughs> And that's what he used to do and had not been on a horse since he had lost his legs. And um, the look on his wife's face alone was she was just so glad to see her husband enjoying himself and smiles the whole time. And he is just having a blast Uh, being back on a horse. And um, one of the courses that he teaches at the university is called happiness. And I said, I I feel like you have something to talk about in class (laughs) recently. And he was like laughing because he said that definitely getting on the back of the horse has made his his life so much happier and so that was a fun summer to have you know one guy tell us that he know does not have phantom pains while riding and then have a guy get on a horse that was a steeplechase rider and know that you're giving him the chance to ride again Uh, we love stuff like that and that's one of the fun things about cedar creek is you know riding is fun as you know margaret for Mm -hmm. anybody oh yeah you know it's just a great thing. for some people it can be scary and so that may be part of the you know therapeutic of it you're right and it's a thrill to get it's, over but, it. but yeah. the potential of of being relaxed and the potential of having a you know like calmness come over that mm-hmm. can be really 
Well, it is. It's a risk sport, though. You have a really good point there. And and for a lot of people that have disabilities, they're not going to get to go skiing anymore or bungee jumping or do parachuting or do a lot of the risk sports that people do for adrenaline. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting on the back of a 1,000 pound animal and telling it when to go and when to stop and it's doing it for you and you know that if it wanted to. It could buck you off, right. but it's not. Yeah. There's a risk involved, and that's exciting. Yes. And everybody likes to be excited yeah. in their life when they're doing fun things. So, you know, that is that is a, and over, part of it. And, and, then, over, and then you lose the fear maybe, but yeah. there's still that risk. Yes, you got to trust trust now with this situation and then you get uh, new experiences mm-hmm. or, or relive that's, experiences that's one of the things we see with kids who have been through abusive situations they'll come to us and they have learned not to trust humans anymore because that hasn't worked mm-hmm. but and then they get this horse the first week and and they will abuse it sometimes mm-hmm. uh they don't like it at all because what happens when you've been abused is it's easier to reject than be rejected mm. so with yeah. every relationship you just start off hating mm-hmm. and not liking because it's worse when you like somebody and they hate you back mm. right and especially yeah. when you did expect it to, to be a loving relationship and then mm. suddenly it becomes abusive yeah. so you shut down all relationships even the horse Yes. Ah. So it starts off when they're with this horse, and then the next week that horse is there for them again. And it's not judging them. It's not calling them names. And no matter what, the horse is there for them week after week, and you watch the relationship and the trust change. Mm. And, I mean, I've heard kids get off of horses and say things like, you're the only one that loves me. And you hear that, and you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, what's going on in this little guy's life? Yes, you know? yes. and, but you watch that relationship build and trust. And then what happens as a result is they're able to start making relationships with humans again. Yeah. You're, they're able to try at least because yeah. they're like, well, you know, I have my horse. It's my friend. Yeah. Not everything is bad. Right. But the horse, it's, it's, it's wonderful to watch those relationships blossom with those kids in particular. Oh, my God. Um, I had one of those kids one time and uh i told him that my dog uh we had a hard time keeping it in the yard that sometimes it would run away and he said well maybe where it used to live before you got it it didn't feel safe all the time and that's why it ran away Mm. this is a six-year-old kid telling me that and you know where it's coming from and you're like oh my god bless your heart so you know i I, it's really fun to watch trust build in relationships not only with children but our veterans with ptsd it's all about the trust relationship for them Mm. a lot of those guys i've grown men that come out to ride and they're shaking like a leaf Mm. when they get on that horse and going into the woods is a oh. fearful thing for them. Well, I never because, thought about Yeah, that. they're used to the thought that there could be somebody around every tree. One of my sure. veterans told me that he uh, was at church and a air conditioning unit out, they were all standing around outside smoking cigarettes and an air conditioning unit blew and he dove into the church under a table wow. and people were laughing. And, uh, 
they had no idea just yeah. complete instinct he never went back to church let's just yeah. say that um, because they didn't understand and it was for him it was instinct so they'll come out to Cedar Creek and a lot of them won't have left the house for years mm. but by getting on that horse and going through the woods safely mm-hmm. just that experience alone is enough to give them the reality that look it, it's not all bad out there yeah. even though it feels like it mm-hmm. and so you'll I'll have one woman she came three times that's all we got but we were told she hadn't been out of the house in six years so wow. just the fact that we got her there three times oh was fantastic mm-hmm. you know so but for like I said a lot of these grown men they'll be shaking when I put them on their horse the first time they're scared they're nervous it's yeah. it's an experience out in the woods and they've had a lot of horrible things they've seen a lot of horrible things and and then after we and weeks of riding they're relaxed and enjoying themselves and mm. having a trail ride and you know Man. coming out and talking and bringing their horses carrots yeah. it's just a really neat thing to watch those guys chill out book do you all have a website and other yeah. contact information if people want to look things up yeah I, we have a, a facebook group and page i think it's just cedar creek therapeutic riding okay. center okay yeah do you have a website too? yes we do our website is cedarcreek.com Missouri spelled out dot org. All right. And we've been we've been just hearing story after story from uh, the Equine Cedar Creek Therapeutic Somebody Writing shut her Center. Up. And no, uh, no, well, no, no, we don't want her to shut up. Uh, <laughs> we well, so our last day was last Saturday, uh-huh. but this week, let's see what we've we done. We on Monday we had a little field trip with one of our riders. Um, he's been he started riding at Cedar Creek when he was two. Two uh, Two years old. That's when when you have have to be two to start at okay. Cedar Creek. That is the starting age, and he. He has a, he has partial agenesis of the corpus callosum, so that's the middle section of your brain it is connects the two, that yeah. connects the two spears. His is missing, oh. so it makes everything in life harder. Mm-hmm. To you don't have that cross connection, so um, walking talking oh, everything wow. is going to be delayed wow. um, but you know that doesn't mean you're not as smart exactly. as anybody else you just have a harder time wiring everything exactly so when he came out to cedar creek at two he was not walking or talking and he started walking after the first session oh, my because God. the movement of the horse replicates the human walk up up and down side to side forward backward diagonal yeah. there is no mechanical apparatus that can imitate the human walk but the horse does so yeah. for will it was the movement of the horse that taught his brain what his body needed to learn as far as walking Mm. and then the next highlight he gave us was his first sentence on the back of a horse Uh, go babe the horse's (laughs) name was babe and he was up there and he hadn't strung any words together yet i think he was about three then and he said go babe and then we all started crying (laughs) (laughs) and so he's been riding for seven years and he mm. came out on Monday and it was like a field trip we had an old volunteer that uh, that we have two sisters that volunteer they have a, a goat farm and they make soap and sell it at the farmers market oh. Niobrara Farms I believe I'm oh, going to yeah. give them a pitch because they're amazing yeah. women who volunteer at Cedar Creek and one of the girls is going to have a baby so they came out to visit mm. and so um we had all these children and will went first and uh we had one horse and we led him around for a while and then we went with the next sister mm-hmm. was going to go and get take a turn and will was looking at me and looking at the horse and i said will would you like to lead the horse 
And he said yes and grabbed that rope out of my hand so fast. Uh, he and I never done this before. Never led the horse before. He's how old? He's seven. Seven now. Okay. But, you know, a seven-year-old boy can lead a horse. Yeah, yeah. But I've been leading Will myself for seven years. And he's <laughs> never led a horse at Cedar Creek, so my my inside voice was saying oh no is this going to work what's going to happen here and he proceeded to take that horse and put it through paces and tell it to walk on to go he was clucking at it he was pulling it when the horse would stop he would turn around and stand in front of it after he said whoa his sister was up there he was giving her all of the instructor cues appropriately (laughs) Uh, when we turned to go over the poles he said hold tight when we got to the cavaletti he said lean forward when we got to the box where we woe he woed the horse and looked up and said count because we count to five there Uh then he would look at the rider and say which way because that's where we choose whether Uh we're going to track left or right and then proceeded to lead the horse in whichever direction they chose Uh and uh Basically, was leading the horse and teaching the class. Yeah. Wow! And perfectly. So you know, all of that was going into yeah. that brain, oh, even yeah. though he wasn't. He wasn't the teacher. He wasn't leading the horse, but he was absorbing, absorbing every little bit it. of it. And yeah. he was given his first opportunity <laughs> to do it, and he did it. And wow! His oh. face was beaming with pride he was so he thought he was the coolest and he was the coolest i mean his mom and i we were all just in tears (laughs) because it was a moment of control for will he's a seven-year-old boy Uh, and there was another little boy um that was there uh he came along with the sisters and he wasn't getting to lead the horse because he didn't know how to lead the horse oh he didn't know how. He'd never done it before, wow. but Will knew how. Will knew how. So Will knew that, too. He knew that he was getting to lead this other kid. Nobody. And his oh. little sisters immediately, of course, were like, we want to do it, too. And I was like, nope. What a <laughs> Not thrill. old enough. You don't have the appropriate shoes on. You know, Will's going to do this today. So it was a really cool moment to see this child whose first walking was at Cedar Creek. His first words were at Cedar Creek. And now he did a volunteer job for me at Cedar (laughs) Creek at seven. And he was great. And, you know, and his mom, we were like, I see a future here for Will. (laughs) I hope so. It would nothing would be more delightful to me i love that kid so that was an amazing thing to happen this week just to see that a kid that you wouldn't be aware of was absorbing every little thing around him was doing it so good that he could just take the horse lead it and teach the class i mean it was this reminds me of some phrase which goes the last stage of learning is teaching Ah. and it sounds as if like yes he's absorbed it he's learned it but that that the, the the, the validity of being able to teach it really uh, probably, you know, made that come full circle. That's the word, the yeah. validity of being the teacher. His yeah. face showed it all. Yeah. He was like, you know, what do you say? Yeah. And, and, and it was he was in control. And it was very, very wonderful to That's see so and as his teacher over the years. I, I was a mess, let me tell you that. Well, trying to visualize it, you know, a seven-year-old is about half the size of a... Uh, 
of a horse. It's right, right about at the chest, and then you've got all this head and ears mm, and everything. Okay. On, really, his, they were head to nose with the horse. His the horse's nose was right at his head wow. because he kept laying at the end. He kept laying his head on the horse's nose and smiling. It was so oh. And the horse knows I that uh, that Will wasn't walking maybe as fast as other kids could walk, or maybe our mm-hmm. leaders. So the horse just slowed down a little yeah. bit. He's not the fastest guy, anyways. Mm-hmm. So he just accommodated to Will immediately. Uh and was going right behind Will and listening to Will and doing whatever Will said. It was fantastic. Cedar Creek has so many moments like that, I tell you. I had somebody once tell me, how do you do the same thing for 25, 30 years? Yeah. And it made me think, oh, my gosh, I don't know. How do I do the same thing? And then I had to realize it's never the same. Mm. It's, we, first of all, we get 20 new people every time, every session that have never ridden. Oh my God. And that's always fun on new client evaluation days because me and our OT Connie, we know that we're going to change some lives here, yeah. that this kid's going to start walking or they talking. Don't, they don't know. They have no idea. <laughs> the parents are like, I just don't think this is very smart. You know, yeah. he's in a wheelchair. Why are we taking him out of a wheelchair and putting him on a horse? That seems extremely dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we know that those legs and that, that body and those organs are going to get exercised yeah. like they haven't been since they've been in a wheelchair. Yeah. And they're going to make tremendous changes in their body and their core and their strength and their self-esteem. And we know what's going to happen, but they don't. Yeah. And they just have to trust us because we're like, it'll be okay. Yeah. You know, just trust us. We're going to pick the right horse. We're going to. And you can just see the, the trepidation in their faces. And, yeah. And that's so fun, though, to watch over the weeks <laughs> as their faces change and the riders get stronger. And, and one of my favorite stories was a kid with autism. Mm. Uh, first week. He couldn't even make eye contact. He was holding his uh, mom in hand, oh. rocking back and forth. He couldn't get the helmet on without screaming. He finally got on the horse. He went around a half a time screaming, and the dad jumped the arena fence, unheard of, grabbed the kid off the horse. I mean, it was we didn't see it happening. What? It was like behind our backs. We turned around. And we're like, what are you doing in here? What are you doing? That's not, that's against the rules. Yeah. And he said, how can something that's making my kids scream be good for him? Mm-hmm. And the parents were divorced. So he got in the car and peeled out of the driveway. <sighs> the mom was still walking the son down the driveway. She turned around and walked back up and she said, I'm willing to hear the screaming. It doesn't bother me if you're willing to do it. And we were like, we hear this all the time. It's not a problem. It'll stop. Don't worry about it. By the second week, already the helmet was okay. By the third week, he was making eye contact and high-fiving his sidewalkers. By the fourth week, he was saying, walk on, no more rocking, no more staring at the ground. Okay. The last week, dad came with the video camera was crying, <laughs> videotaping. I mean, he could walk, trot, steer. This kid was fully engaged. Oh and the dad said, oh, my God, I can't believe I took him off the horse. I had no idea. Yeah. And whenever I see that dad to this day at the <laughs> farmer's market or whatever, he's always like, hi. <laughs> the best part was I went into high V the other day. <laughs> and my bagger was that young boy. Oh, oh my God. And you would not have known in a million years that he had had autism to the point when he came to Cedar Creek that he could not make eye contact. Wow. 
and uh, and he was bagging groceries and absolutely darling and completely oh, appropriate man. and had a job and was doing great. Remembered you chatted? Yeah, yeah, we chatted up a oh, storm. Oh, so, sweet. you know, and, and his dad even said to me after Cedar Creek, he was able to do so many things. His whole life changed. You know, we started going to the mall. We could go to movies. He could make, he could go into crowds, all these things he couldn't do at huh. first. Amazing. One session. And see, this was one of my questions for you was, does it last? Because, you know, eight uh, weeks is great, great, but that's just eight weeks. And then, but you're telling us this lasts. Well, the physical it, benefits will maintain. So we have uh-huh. done, there's been lots of research done with uh-huh. people that I have known over the years. And we have taken subjects who had cerebral palsy and hooked them up to monitors and gave them strength tests after riding on the horse. And what happens is you will increase your strength or your flexibility and from riding on a horse for one hour. And you will maintain that amount of flexibility or strength. Yeah. All right, for up to three months, okay? And wow. then you might start to slowly lose it. But, but if you continue to ride week after week, you're going to not only maintain it, you're going to increase it. Yeah. So if it's a physical difference, you know, that is a problem for us sometimes when we have a winter break. It's like, ah, oh, you know, we don't, we, it's only three months though, so we won't lose too much. But you mm-hmm. want people to continue to ride with a physical disability because they're continuing to get stronger and, and more toned and, yeah. and developing muscle and that's great. But as far as self-esteem and self-confidence goes, you know, that's something that's also subjective. I mean, you get off the horse, you're going to feel great. You're going to have confidence mm-hmm. and that's going to stick with you and it's going to last for a while well, you're not going to forget about the experience yeah, and i think you need a supportive uh, a supportive place to go back into because the real world is scary the horse is not but if it can be a supported transition i guess you know well, environment especially if you can come back yeah you know the next week and continue that good feeling that self-esteem right. that it can stick sure well, what about got, after the eight weeks you well after this. the eight weeks you know you're going to feel pretty damn good you just did yeah. eight weeks of riding on a horse and you've learned how to ride and maybe became independent yeah so you can continue you know some of our riders will go on and go maybe other places and compete and become horseback riders or they can stay at cedar creek and continue to get better and better yeah. Yeah. And we just took a rider last week to the United Professional Horsemen's Association to the Royal, hmm. and wow. she's blind. Wow. And she made it to the top 10. Oh, my God. And uh, no one knew she was blind. <laughs> so she gets into the finals, and we have a walkie talkie, and she has. Uh, the earplugs in her ears and we just talk to her mm-hmm. and tell her where she's at. She's an amazing rider. She's oh amazing. She looks so beautiful. 15-year-old girl. And mm. she didn't win. But the judges came running out of the booth and they ignored one, two, and three and went to Lydia and started interviewing her in front of the crowd wow. because someone in the booth mentioned that she was blind. Oh. And yeah. they just went nuts and they were like what the girl out there that's been riding the pattern and trotting and serpentining is blind and so it was really a great moment for her because even though she didn't win she stole the show 100 percent because the announcer came running out of the booth with the microphone and stopped the entire awards presentation (laughs) to interview her (laughs) and then when we all walked out the newspaper people 
people ran past one, two, and three and went straight to Lydia. <laughs> because, like, that is such an incredible thing. Who doesn't want to interview a young woman who cannot see, who yeah. just rode in a horse show? Uh-huh. And by the way, it was the same horse that Will led on Monday. Oh, Aww. so who is this horse? His we name get, is Dar Ghazi. And if you're listening out there, his owner was a William Woods girl, and she showed him in Kansas City at the Royal as a young girl. And then she donated him to Cedar Creek when she went away to Columbia College, and he's been there ever since. First thing we did is he had a blue and red Jayhawk uh, halter. Uh-huh. He immediately got black and gold fleece and put it all over that halter. <laughs> so that he could be a yeah, Mizzou horse. Yeah, yeah. There you and go. he became a Mizzou horse. <laughs> but he's a wonderful old Arabian and very gentle and, and well-schooled. Oh, wow. And Lydia and him have a relationship like no other. She comes out and visit him in the summertime. And after her lesson every week she will help untack her horse and then she will go into the stall while we put all the horses out and she will just hug him and hang out with him (laughs) and he will just put his head on her shoulder and she will just put her head she's got tons of curly hair and he'll just put his nose through her hair and she'll hold on to him and we finally as we call it have to break them up (laughs) you know after about 30 minutes and it's time for her to go home and we've got to put the horse out uh-huh. But uh, that horse absolutely loves her, and yeah. she absolutely loves that horse. Oh it's an gosh. incredible relationship. That's another therapeutic uh, session. Oh, yeah. You know, just, just being there with a the large animal and, yeah. and just and breathing and with breathing it. With mm-hmm. it and yeah, you relax. Scared. Yeah. So, man. Yeah. Do you, I, bet, I bet thinking about what happens after the, the sessions and stuff, I could imagine that just the memory of it helps you. Mm. You know, you're back home, but you can remember what it was like, and that can just become. Well, that's the self. That's the whole lingering. I mean, the self confidence that you get from going, "My God, I just rode that huge animal through the woods," you know, and controlled it, and that's hard. That's that's a feat that you know. I mean, since ancient times, for kings and queens, I mean, riding horses is it's royal. That's why it's the royal. It is. It's cool. (laughs) It's fun, and so it is. It's something that you that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say you probably spend the next few days not only thinking about it, but feeling it when you wake yeah. up the next morning and your legs are sore. Yeah, <laughs> and you right. go, oh, my God, that was a workout. Uh, it now, is. It's a you know, workout. something I wanted to ask you is how did you get into this sort of uh, industry or whatever? There- I was... I had a horse at the time uh-huh. uh, when Cedar Creek began. It was in 1988. I was the recreation director for the county nursing home uh, here at Boone, okay. Boone Retirement Center. Yeah. Loved my job, but wanted to be outside. Mm. Um, and so I had been working with a woman and training my horse each week. And uh, and then I'd seen it on television. It was like 2020 or something. They yeah. had a, a kid getting on a horse and using a ramp. And, and then there was a wheelchair. And I remember seeing wow. that and thinking that is really cool and the funny part is I was driving to my riding lesson and Ram Das was on KOPN <laughs> and he said look around your community for something that needs to be done and do it oh. and I remember thinking well there's not a therapeutic riding center oh. and when I got to my riding lesson I was 
speak, spoke to Amy, my instructor, and I said, uh, I, I got this really cool idea. I saw it on TV, and I Ram Dass said it on the radio, and, you know, it's called therapeutic writing. And she started laughing, and she said, yeah, I've done it before. I'm a certified instructor. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, God, Karen, it's so much work. It's so hard. Mm. You have to get volunteers. You have to. And I said, well, my, you know, my degree is communications and theater. I'll speak you teach and we put an ad in the paper wow. and we got about 15 people uh, one was our occupational therapist that we have still today Connie Crumpton Wow! and she met us at the library we had a group of people and we all thought you know this is something that Columbia needs and so then in the spring of 1988 mm. um, we had I actually spoke to a group of people it's uh, I think it was St. Uh, Andrews Lutheran Church mm. it was a um, a daycare for adults with disabilities. Oh. And I went and spoke there. As a matter of fact, we had our first breakthrough at my sp- first speak. Uh, I spoke to a group of adults. Lane Carlos was one of them, and he rode with us for 27 years. Oh, my God. And there was a man there, and I said, to, to any, if we do this, do any of you want to be our first riders? And three or four people raised their hand, and I said, okay. I wrote their name down. I left, and I got a phone call the next day, and this woman said, when you came here to speak, one of the people that raised their hands that said they wanted to do this hasn't done anything in four years. Wow. This was a major breakthrough for us. Wow. Are you really going to do this? Because uh. if you're going to do this, we want him to come. Uh. And he did. He was one of, one of our first riders. Uh. So it was right, like right there from the beginning, it stimulated somebody into activity happening. because it was a horse. Wow. It was something different, you know. So, you know, even back from the very beginning, and so that was our first spring. Of, of 1988, we had, uh, you know, four riders, uh, 12 riders, four horses. So we did four people on three different days, the wow. very first uh, session, and with our four horses. And we had about 20 people volunteer that came out from the community. Uh-huh. And a lot of those people are still with us today oh and still God. volunteering. And, and Connie Crumpton is still our occupational therapist. Mm-hmm. One of the things that made Cedar Creek, I think, really legit from the beginning was to have Connie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we would go to conferences and they would be like, you have an occupational therapist at your program? And not only do we have one, she volunteers. Yeah. No. And they would be like, she volunteers. What kind of human being have you found? She must be an angel. And we're like, yeah, she's our angel. Back off. Yeah, back yeah. off. But Connie's still with us today. And her, her daughter just became an occupational therapist as well, which is oh. really, really oh cool. Gosh. So uh, hopefully our daughters will take over from us someday yeah, when, yeah, we're, when right. we're too old. And we'll continue to run Cedar Creek. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to announce my retirement at the 30 year anniversary no, i no. wish i could <laughs> but uh there's still a lot to do out there we're, we're constantly growing and and uh, you know i think one of the new things we're going to try to involve get involved out there with someday would be some type of a driving program uh, we'd like to but right now we don't have any horses that can drive what does that mean driving uh, a cart you, oh. you drive the horse, you sit behind it and steer it. Oh. And a lot of programs, when the riders get too heavy to ride, uh, veterans, yep. for example, some of our riders with autism are getting up over 250 pounds. Yeah. They're too heavy for the horse. Yeah. So you, you transfer to a cart. Yeah. And they can drive the horse. Oh, great. And that's really cool for somebody with oh, autism so that isn't ever going to get their license. Yeah. But they can drive. Right. A, a horse. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's even better than a car. Yeah. <laughs> Much cooler. Yeah, because the wind is in your oh, face and your wow. hair, and it's really fun. I love so driving. So that's, that's a goal. So you know how? 
Yeah, I my, my horse was. Whip? So you're, are you re- uh, Hey, I just found the person who's going to teach Cedar Registry oh. how to ride. <laughs> how to it drive. would be fun. Margo's coming out and going to help <laughs> us. Well, one of these days, really, we do yeah. want to do that, and, it, and I'd love to have you help because It'd be fun. I have no idea. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the, the one of the interests in the future to include that in the offerings that you'll have. Yes. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, so now if folks want to maybe know more about it or get involved. Yes. Uh, what so are the if you want to be a info? part of Cedar Creek, you can come be a volunteer this uh, fall session. Our training will be Monday, September 10th, 6 to 8 p.m. And if you just want to come out and see what an amazing yeah. place we have, we are having our 30th year celebration oh. barnyard bash, October 28th. Sunday at Cedar Creek and we will have music in the afternoon from noon to three mm. with the K brothers, the Bernie sisters and Paul Weber and the scrappers. Oh. So it's going to be one of the best parties. I think this oh. fall. Oh, in I Columbia. think it's going to be the party. Uh, yeah. It is the party. To go the to. party. This and fall. Wh- where are y'all located? We're on highway 163 South of Columbia oh, yeah. uh, between Meeks and Strawberry Hills nursery farm. Everybody I think knows where Strawberry Hills is mm-hmm. after all these years. Mm-hmm. And so it's be south from Columbia before you hit the Deer Park store. Uh, you go to right. It's like the back way into Rockbridge yeah. State Park. And you right. can't miss Cedar Creek. We're right on the highway. It's the only place with a bunch of horses and big red arena. But, yeah, yeah we're really looking forward to having everybody in the community come out and celebrate 30 years with us this year. Well, congratulations, Karen. Yes. Right. Still alive. Have, you yeah. are just a hero. You've been awesome. It's been fun. Well, thanks really so much. We, we had you on about two years ago. And, and uh, uh, it, we had all these same stories. I talked so much you thought we're going to skip so a awesome. year. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> well, we should get you on again. We won't and, skip and maybe again. we could get Connie on too. To Absolutely. Talk. Oh, Connie has some great stories. That would be too. fun. Because she'll work with our ride a uh, tail and she's like, this kid would not touch their toes this morning <laughs> in the school. So she would see the effects of the horse immediately. Awesome. Just, that for her is why she did it. As an OT, you got to see this really quick results yeah. that you might not.